Let's talk about the top 25 wide receivers for fantasy football this year, 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 let's do it and let's get into it right about now. Welcome back to the channel. If you enjoy this video at any point, give the schmack around to the like button. The number 25 to 21 wide receivers are on the screen right now for me. And let's start at 25. Mr. Jerry Judy. Now, Jerry Judy, a lot of people will say, oh, he had the dropsies last year. Okay, drops are not a sticky stat. Let's get this straight. People use that to put down other players like Deontay Johnson or Miles Sanders. Odell Beckham Jr. two years ago led the NFL in drops. Nobody's talking about that today. Nobody thinks that that makes Odell Beckham Jr. A, a bad wide receiver by any account. Jerry Judy ranked 105th out of wide receivers last year in catchable target rate. Only about 70 of his 113 targets were catchable. So before people start saying, oh, he wasn't efficient, no, it was bad quarterback play. And he's probably going to have bad quarterback play again, but at least Teddy Bridgewater, if he could win the job, is a little bit more accurate and honestly a lot more accurate than Drew Locke. Still not a great quarterback, but ranked number one in accuracy rating last year. He was able to hit the intermediate passes at a high clip, especially for the first half of the season. And he was one of the best rookie route runners last year. That was the standpoint coming out as a first round pick out of Alabama. Jerry Judy wheels up pick 25 for me. He breaks into my top 25. Now pick number 24 here. This guy only continues to rise for me. Brandon Ayuk last year, and if you look at Matt Harmon's reception perception, this is a track record to be one of the most dominating wide receivers in the NFL. Yes. I mean, this is Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams route running excellence from Brandon Ayuk last year. And he's in a run first offense. Yes. And he might have a rookie mobile quarterback, which is not great. But Brandon Ayuk is the number one pass catcher on this team. And no, that's not a hot take. I know George Kittle is a solid player. I know that a lot of people love Debo Samuel and the somewhat gadget player that he is. But Brandon Ayuk is an alpha receiver. I'm talking the next top 10 wide receiver for versatility in all parts of the field. The yards after the catch monster, the physical route running abilities, but also ability to just get separation off the line of scrimmage and press. Everything was wheels up for Brandon Ayuk. He won at man coverage on 85% plus of his routes last year. That is dominating, and he's already having a fantastic camp. He's number 24 for me. We continue to go up here, and look, this is a trend right now. Look at all these second-year wide receivers. They were fantastic last year, and Jerry Judy and, and Brandon Ayuk, and now we get to T. Higgins. And T. Higgins, for me, he's my wide receiver 23. It's right around where the market's taking him at wide receiver 22. Jamar Chase comes in, and now we actually get a discount, in my opinion, on T. Higgins. T. Higgins projects out for well over 100 targets for me through a 17-game season because I'm expecting the Cincinnati Bengals team, who still has a bad defense, shaky offensive line as well, which is not great, but bad defense is going to play fast, and like last year, you're going to see Burrow be in the top five in pass attempts. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. And now, T. Higgins, we already saw the breakout as opposed to Jamar Chase or some other rookie wide receivers that people may be taking higher because... It's already there. We saw T. Higgins last year break out. And he did it in six games without Joe Burrow, who got hurt in game 10. And Joe Burrow honestly wasn't that great last year. Passing numbers-wise, if you look at the overall numbers, if you're somebody who doesn't look into actual per-game rates, well, then yeah, it looks good because he was throwing 40-plus times a game. But yards per attempt and his accuracy wasn't the greatest. It was it was fine. It was above the rookie average, but it wasn't the greatest. Another thing that should upgrade this year. We finish out this top 25. I, I have no stands on DJ Moore. I'm right around ADP on him. No stance. New quarterback. Maybe it'll go bad. Might be the wide receiver two on his team. I, I really no stance so outside of that he's fine at where he's going number 21 for me is mike evans and i'm a lot lower on mike evans in the market and i don't understand why the market's so high the market is taking mike evans as the 15th wide receiver off the board he's my wide receiver 21 right now i mean you just look at the overall volume i mean last year tom brady led this entire nfl in overall passing yards in the second half of the year in overall attempts in the second half of the year ranked second on the entire season if you take the whole year 
in passing attempts. And Mike Williams still only finished last year as a number 24 in targets. That's not great. Now he's a 28-year-old wide receiver, dependent on touchdowns. He had 13 last year. He had a game where he had two receptions, two yards, and two touchdowns. So yeah, he's still a red zone weapon, but I don't want to be drafting that within the top 15 wide receivers. Now Antonio Brown is there for a full season. Giovanni Bernard is in camp right now, pushing Leonard Fournette for his job for somebody who could potentially catch 50 balls this year. Clearly a lot of weapons out there, but if the best possible outcome last year was Tom Brady throwing as efficiently and effectively with that much volume, and you only get the number 24 player in targets, I'm not going to try and bank on a 12 to 15 touchdown season for Mike Evans because that's just not a good way to be drafting your fantasy rosters. Now let's go inside the top 20 players. And as we get inside the top 20 players, I just want to let you know about Ritual Vitamins. I've been taking Ritual Vitamins for the last two or three months. Love taking vitamins in general. You should as well. Just, you know, promote good health for a bunch of different functioning parts of your body, promote long-term health, as well as just the efficiency of your body parts. And the thing that I like about Ritual Vitamins, other than it's easy, it just shows up to my door, it's affordable. The thing that I like about them is on their website they break down every single thing that's in the vitamins which is good to see outside of just looking at the ingredients tam but they define them as well and they tell you where they source them from so you know exactly what every single ingredient is the benefits that you're getting from it both short term and long term and where exactly they're coming from which is a nice little uh, touch to it so for right now if you are watching this if you go to ritual.com backslash salvetry you will get 10 percent off your first three month order which is pretty good off it's like 10 to 15 bucks off depending on which vitamins you get right now i'm about to pony up and get my second three month supply of them i recommend the vitamins or the protein check them out down below that is ritual.com backslash salvetri for that discount to 15 to 20 we go now and you can see at number 20 julio jones now this is a tough one for me i want to put julio higher but when i'm doing my projections the amount of times i have Tannehill and Tennessee throwing this year, it makes it very difficult to get Julio Jones higher, right? I know Jonu Smith is not there anymore, but Fersker should step into that role. It's not like Julio is going to be playing tight end or playing in the middle of the field all that often. So you have AJ Brown still on the outside. Corey Davis is gone, sure, but Corey Davis last year had his best season ever, and it still wasn't a top 15 wide receiver season. So this is where my struggles come for for Julio. He's a, he's a little bit older now. Julio Jones for me was a top 10 receiver when he was on Atlanta. But now he has a new connection and a run first offense is probably the second option in that passing game. He's number 20 for me. If you see this and you say that's ridiculous, he's my number 15 wide receiver. I think that's fine. It's really splitting hairs here. I like Julio a lot. This is not to put down his talents. It's just when I do projections, it's really hard to get him higher. You can see at number 19 is Tyler Lockett. Currently, I'm right around ADP slightly ahead. I think Lockett's fine. I think honestly that there's an argument that if DK is going to be projected by many to be a top 10 wide receiver, Lockett at 19 is a screaming value because they have very similar stat lines last year. DK came on towards the end of the year. Lockett had some just boomer bust weeks here and there towards really the front part of the season against the Cowboys and then a four touchdowns game in the middle of the year. But number 18 for me is Jamar Chase. And I admit I'm very high on Jamar Chase. A lot of people probably have him in their 20s outside the top 25. I'm very high on Jamar Chase because I'm high on the Cincinnati Bengals offense. Obviously the connection where Jamar Chase in two years ago, Joe Burrow's final year of college, had over 1,700 yards, had over 23 yards per reception. Just an insane season. And now I do think that connection, I mean, they, they went out there and they took Jamar Chase, a top five pick at a wide receiver position because of Joe Burrow. That connection they want him to be comfortable coming into his second year off the ACL tear. They want to do everything they can to make their quarterback as comfortable as possible when they could have taken Penny Sewell which was a much bigger need. They already had T. Higgins. They already had Tyler Boyd. Auden Tate is not a terrible wide receiver as your wide receiver three. You can pick up somebody else. But your offensive line was the weakest part of your offense, and you did not address it, at least not with by far the best offensive lineman in a few years now. So that is a concern. So that lets me know that Jamar Chase is going to be heavily involved. He's already balling out in camp. They have that friendship. I like Jamar Chase at number 18. So now 17 for me is Chris Godwin. I'm not high on these Bucks wide receivers. It's because we have a much, much draft wide receiver video out there 
and that is Antonio Brown because he goes in the 30s or the 40s at the wide receiver position. So I'm lower naturally. Right now, for me, Chris Godwin is my wide receiver 17. He's going as like a wide receiver 14, 15. He's right around Mike Evans, basically. And I'm just not there too much on this offense because, again, I think Giovanni Bernard. Antonio Brown. I think you saw last year Rob Gronkowski start to get himself into a comfort point towards the final four games and into the postseason. When you have Mike Evans and Gronk as the red zone priorities, when you have Antonio Brown as the deep threat priority who led this team in target share last year in the eight games that he played, it just makes me not want to spend a third, fourth round pick on Chris Godwin. So he's a little bit lower for me. Now we get to 15 and 16. If you're liking this video, hey, take a second and like the video or subscribe to the channel. This is the biggest month for fantasy football content. So I appreciate all the support. Deontay Johnson, I like a lot. Now there's a narrative out there and it is probably a true narrative that Deontay Johnson and the Steelers team in general, Big Ben is not going to be third in the NFL in pass attempts like he was last year. And three years ago when he was healthy, number one in pass attempts because they drafted Najee Harris. They now have two tight ends, took Pat Fryermuth out of Penn State in the second round, and they could run more two tight end sets, heavy formations, and run the ball with Najee Harris and just two wide receivers on the field. Meaning that Big Ben, instead of throwing like 40 times a game, starts to throw the Russell Wilson amount, like 30 to 34 times. And that would definitely hurt the volume of Deontay Johnson. But Deontay Johnson earned his volume last year Deontay Johnson plays on the outside if they go two tight end sets that would hurt Juju in the slot Johnson would still remain on the field and people point to his yards per target last year as a downside saying he can't be a deep threat but he was winning downfield again courtesy of Matt Harmon's reception perception it was just Big Ben wasn't throwing downfield all that much another year to ice the arm the big thing is can he sustain the volume well there's an extra game this year he is the number one priority in this offense can he sustain an 11 target per game average like he did when he played fully healthy games last year probably not but I'll take eight targets per game especially if it increases the touchdowns and the offense becomes more efficient. He's my number 16 wide receiver. Now, finishing up with these wide receivers, number 15 for me is going to be Robert Woods. And I don't really have a stance here. I'm slightly ahead of market on Robert Woods. It's basically Matthew Stafford, but we can discuss more of this Rams offense as we get into right now 11 through 14, because 11 through 14 right there, 14 for me is Cooper Cup. I have a lot of Cooper Cup this year. I really enjoy Cooper Cup. There's obviously massive upside with Matthew Stafford there. You get the bounce back rate out of Cooper Cup's TDs. Two years ago, it was him with the big touchdown rate. And then it was Robert Woods with none. And that reversed last year. Who knows if it reverses this year. But on average, the law of averages says the touchdown rate will regress. And Matthew Stafford has supported two top 20 wide receivers before. And maybe not for full seasons consistently because either he's gotten injured or you've seen Kenny Galladay got hurt or Marvin Jones gets hurt. But he's done it before with Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. And I have, I have trust in Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford to actually get this done. Cooper Cup will come off the field in two wide receiver sets. You saw it last year, a decent amount, but also play on the outside for some of those. And they're going to run a lot of three wide receiver sets, especially with no Cam Akers. I don't think you see as much emphasis or as much ability to run the ball as they would have now with Daryl Henderson compared to Cam Akers. We keep going up and you get right here my number 13 receiver, CeeDee Lamb. And somehow, even though he's a second year player, I am too low on CeeDee Lamb compared to the market. He's currently going as the wide receiver nine. He right now is my wide receiver 13. I do want to push him up a little bit more, but the guys ahead of him, I've just seen do it, do it for a longer period of time. And I really don't have much more ceiling to go. Now, obviously, CeeDee Lamb has top five upside in a top five offense. So right there in alone, you can say, yeah, just move him up ahead of some of these other guys who don't have as good quarterbacks like you're seeing on the screen right now. Allen Robinson, you could even say Justin Jefferson, maybe efficient offense, but not as good of a quarterback with Kirk Cousins versus Dak 
Prescott. CeeDee Lamb was dominating in the slot last year, and now already in camp, they're putting him on the outside, which just increases his ability for big plays, yards per target, higher touchdown rates out there. You have Amari Cooper in camp battling on the PUP list. That's kind of a known thing for Amari the last couple of camps. He just kind of gets healthy. But that being said, he's another year older here. He is probably just as good as CeeDee Lamb in terms of what you're looking for a fantasy perspective. I would say Lamb has the higher ceiling because we just don't know exactly how high he can be with a whole year of Dak Prescott. We keep going up here. Justin Jefferson, I'm lower than market. He's my wide receiver 12. He goes as wide receiver eight. Look, I just don't think this offense is going to remain as efficient. Jefferson hurt his shoulder, so that's taken into it a little bit. Going to probably miss the rest of the preseason. But last year, Kirk Cousins averaged a career high 8.2 yards per attempt. I just don't think, and this is an offense that is a, you know, the play action, two tight end sets, Tyler Conklin and Irv Smith this year with no Kyle Rudolph. They'll run play action passing. They'll just run two wide receivers and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson out there when they're healthy. And that's what you'll get. You'll get efficient passing. But I don't think he's going to have another career year in back-to-back years. Just uh, averages-wise, it doesn't make sense for Kirk Cousins. They want to run the ball. They took Christian Jarishaw in the first round. And even though they ran the ball a lot last year with Dalvin Cook, they want to run it even more. They took Kenny Ngangwe, a running back in this past draft. They have Madison out there as well. So for me, he's still a top 12 wide receiver. He's just not inside my top 10 because I do think the best rookie wide receiver ever or season is going to regress this year. Let me go up a little bit higher here. You can see right now, no real stance on Allen Robinson. He's my wide receiver 11. You could easily tell me that he your wide receiver seven or eight and i'd buy into it arguably and i would say yes the best quarterback he's ever had in andy dalton if he gets justin fields probably even an upgrade from that so he's in a good position from those regards and then he's just been doing it year in and year out taking targets winning in one-on-one and route running abilities on the outside especially when he goes into the slot which he does often that's the one thing i can credit matt and probably a couple things but matt Nagy for is putting your best weapons into the slot you saw it with mooney occasionally last year but a lot of Allen robinson in the slot that's good for Allen Robinson, my wide receiver, 11. And now we get through 6 to 10 here, and we can start with number 10, and that man's name is A.J. Brown. A lot of people have him a little higher. It's nothing major. It's splitting hair. He's my wide receiver, 10. He goes as wide receiver, 7. I could easily make the case for him to be wide receiver, 6, 5, 7, 8, right? It's it's just all splitting hairs for me. He's barely at wide receiver, 10. Could easily be wide receiver, 8. I'm projecting for around 140 targets. Look, he's just an elite size and speed specimen. 90th percentile speed, just like Julio, right? Julio was 99th percentile, and he weighs 228 pounds coming out. Last year, he was number two in yards per route run. And in his first two years in the NFL, he's finished top 11 in yards after the catch. And in his first year as a rookie, he finished number 11, even though he only played 14 games. In his first couple of games, he was slowly getting into it with a snap count. So I expect him to be around top five in yards per route run because this is an efficient offense, around top five in yards after the catch. And with those abilities, with your size and speed, and then you bring into account the touchdown upside in the red zone, it's hard to not finish as a top 10 wide receiver. Number nine for me is Amari Cooper. And this is the spot that is interesting. Like he's still on the PUP list. I love Amari. I think he's massively underrated. He earns a lot of targets. But could this be the year where Amari goes to, you know, wide receiver 15, nothing crazy, and CeeDee Lamb is the wide receiver 9 or the wide receiver 8? And I think a lot of people are already just assuming that, and I think that that's an ability. But if CeeDee Lamb's already going as the wide receiver 9, how much more value is there for that? If he finishes the wide receiver 8, okay, that's what you drafted him to do. It's not like he really hit his breakout because you drafted him to do that. There's no value there. I'm projecting Amari for 150 targets. That's about 8.8 per game. He's very versatile. He can go into the slot. Last year, he was in a volume offense, a high-volume offense that's going to be that again as their defense has not looked to improve all that much and he averaged 8.1 targets per game last year i'm expecting similar this year we keep going up now to the number eight receiver and you can see terry mclaurin love this guy i'm very high on terry mclaurin obviously at wide receiver eight because he goes as wide receiver 11 he gets ryan fitzpatrick who was actually good last year fingers crossed that stays the same as he finished number nine overall with 7.8 yards per attempt he was number two in deep ball accuracy and 13 in overall accuracy and now you get a route running just savant 
in Terry McLaurin. He's physical. He wins in all parts of the field. That is Terry McLaurin. I'm projecting him for 145 total targets, and that is 8.3 per game. He ran a route on 100% of his quarterback dropbacks last year. And we're getting into it. We're getting close to the end here. We're getting to the top seven. Hopefully, you're all enjoying this video. Check out a bunch of the other videos that we already have. We have a top 25 running backs, the 10 rookies that you have to draft. I mean, we have a ton for fantasy football 2021 already out and more coming as the season gets closer. Number seven for me is a, a man that is underrated in my opinion. Now he's 29 years old, but Devontae Adams is about to be 29 years old as well. And this man's name is Keenan Allen, who last year Devontae Adams per game averaged 10.6 targets per game, led the NFL. Keenan Allen, number two overall in target share with 10.5 targets per game. That's how good he was when he was healthy out there. And that's how good Justin Herbert was. Now, maybe with there's some fan noise on the road, you go to Kansas City, you go to Denver, maybe that hurts the rookie or a second year player now in Herbert who didn't have to deal with it last year. I buy that a little bit, but not too much. And not enough for Keenan Allen, a route running master, a guy who goes into the slot and dominates to take a step down. I have him projected for over 160 targets, top three in targets for me. That's 9.4 per game. And not only was he getting targeted in terms of in between the 20s, in the red zone, he had a 25% target share. So he has the volume and he has the touchdown upside. The two major things that you want to see, being able to earn targets and receptions and having that touchdown upside as a wide receiver. And last year, this Chargers team finished fifth overall in pass attempts. And it's only going to remain the same. When your workhorse running back or your number one RB is Austin Eckler, an Alvin Kamara prototype, except more buff in a bulldozer style Alvin Kamara. Well, that's going to lead to a lot of passing down situations. Number seven for me, Keenan Allen. We finish up this before we get into the top five with number six, DK Metcalf. I'm very uneasy with DK Metcalf here because it's a clear tier break for me. And my projections, the top five guys, uh, well, the top three are clearly the top three, four and five are in their own tier. And then number six for me, it's kind of a big drop off. So like number six, I could easily take, let's say somebody we talked about earlier, like Justin Jefferson at 12 and feel very confident or similar as to who I'm taking here at six and DK Metcalf. It's nothing against Metcalf. It's just all these guys will rank out very close. So just keep that in mind. We'll have a wide receiver tiers video later in August to show you exactly where you should be waiting to take certain players. So he's elite size and speed, 99th percentile speed and burst. He came out of college at 230 pounds. He's a monster. 24% target share last year, number two overall in air yards and finished ninth in total points per game. So he was fantastic last year. It's just that, you know, this is not the air it out all offense. You Maybe if you're lucky, you get 35, 36 pass attempts a game from Russell Wilson. You still have Tyler Lockett there who just earned a big contract. I think DK is the wide receiver one on this team. He profiles out to very much be that. Looks a lot like AJ Brown, except faster and bigger. So I love DK Metcalf here. It's just, I rarely find myself getting him, even though he's ranked so high because he's so close to the number seven, eight, nine, ten, all the way up to like 16 wide receiver in projections. So DK number six for me. It's just tough to really draft him there. And now let's finish it up with the top five. If you made it all the way through here, I do have a fantasy football 2021 draft guide. It's linked down below. A limited time offer to get it as an add-on bonus for free through our sponsor's prize picks. My top 200s, my tiers, which I like to draft off of, my uh, player profiles on about 200 players, key stats, rankings, all that type of stuff. You can check it out in that draft guide, the fantasy supreme draft kit down below. So the top five right here, number five, Calvin Ridley. You probably know the less last five on here because of that, but Ridley's in line for a 30 plus percent target share. And I'll just leave you with this stat. Calvin Ridley right now in eight games in his career without Julio Jones has averaged 20.1 fantasy points per game fantastic if he does that he'll definitely finish top five at the wide receiver position probably top two and 107 yards per game 11.1 targets per game and over seven receptions per game all those are elite metrics we like to see it a lot there's no clear wide receiver two they're saying it's russell gage maybe it's omadid zakis maybe it's kyle's pitts but there's no clear wide receiver two to take away competition 30 percent target share and high upside for number five wide receiver for me this year and a lot of people have ridley at four or even three i have ridley at five because i just trust what i've seen out of deandre hopkins we got to see him do it last year with kyler murray and even in a down 
Jones season. Like people thought that was a bad year because Kyler Murray got hurt towards the end of the year. So now Kyler's healthier, but people thought that was a bad year for DeAndre Hopkins. And all he did was finish number two in target share, number two in targets, ran around on hundred percent of his quarterback dropbacks, right? Now the big downside was he finished 62nd in yards perception. So instead of being this downfield receiver, like he was for parts of the year last year, and, but really with the Houston Texans, they had to use him in the short to intermediate range because that was kind of the way this offense was run and they did not have a true consistent player in that range. And old Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, who was being bounced around between the slot and the outside and the Isabella, who was just stinking. But now that you have Rondell Moore, who's a pure slot receiver and Christian Kirk, who they're saying they're pushing into the slot in camp with AJ Green on the outside, DeAndre Hopkins can operate on the outside like he did with the Texans and get more yardage downfield, which obviously just means higher yards per reception, which means more yards and more opportunities for deep touchdowns. Lots of targets inbound this year for my wide receiver for DeAndre Hopkins. Now the top three is in a tier of their own. If you want to put one of these guys, number one, or no, it's rotate the order. It's all basically the same for me. Number three is Steph Diggs. There's not much to say about most of these guys. He finished number six in yards per hour on last year. He finished first in receptions, targets, all these accounting stats, right? Uh, yards, all these types of things was him last year. Steph Diggs in line for yet another big season. In my opinion, he's unguardable in all parts of the field and the clear number one in Buffalo. Number two is Tyreek Hill for me. This guy's just a monster in speed. Remember he ran a four, two, nine at his pro day, 40 time. Just we've never seen things like that before. I had a player of his size, the wide receiver position built like him. And it showed in the NFL now. And now he's still in this Kansas city chiefs team where he blows by any defenders, where it doesn't matter how the offense they put on him when he has a weapon like Patrick Mahomes throwing in the ball. And oh yeah, there's no clear wide receiver too. Now, Sammy Watkins wasn't taking away a ton of targets, but he was clearing out the underneath as a respected wide receiver. When you're replacing that now with maybe Byron Pringle in the slot and McCole Hardman at best, it's it's not going to be great. They're changing McCole Hardman's route tree, so maybe that changes some things up, but Tyreek Hill's still going to be dominating. Travis Kelsey's still there, had the best year ever as a tight end, now being drafted as like a top six pick in fantasy, which is crazy, but he's older. He's 32, going to be 33, so Tyreek Hill is in his prime right now. I expect Tyreek Hill to see a lot of receptions. He averaged 8.9 targets per game in 2020. I have him right around that 8.5 range in a high-powered offense. Maybe not 17 total touchdowns this year, but expect double-digit touchdowns. And drum roll, please, as we finish it off with the number one wide receiver. Like this video if you're enjoying it right now and that man out of green bay now that he's got aaron Rodgers back is Devontae adams last year Devontae adams a 42.2 percent red zone target share was a historic number he led the nfl there he led the nfl in target share at 34.1 percent so he was the highest volume wide receiver on a per game basis and the most efficient number one in yards per route run that is insane it is very rare when you see somebody with a lot of volume that can remain so super efficient he did that that's why he deserves to be paid, and he better be paid next year. He averaged 25.6 fantasy points per game, 10.6 targets per game. He led everything, right? We know how good he was. He's still going to see some touchdowns by the red zone. I'd be shocked if it's not double digits if he stays healthy. The highest volume, the highest efficient wide receiver from 2020 is indeed my number one wide receiver in 2021. That man's name is Devontae Adams. Thank you for tuning in to the top 25 wide receivers video. We'll probably do an updated version of this with our tiers later on in August as we get more news from camp, any injuries that happen in camp or in the preseason, and just a, a closer picture as the season gets closer. Football is right around the corner. It's here right now if you like preseason. We're covering it from a DFS and betting standpoint on this channel, so be sure to check those out. But thanks for tuning in. Check out the rest of the videos on the Fantasy Football 2021 playlist, and then also check out the sponsors of the show, Ritual, and the Supreme Draft Guide down below limited time offer for free. You all rock and I'll see you all in the next one.